spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. A chilly 43 degrees here in Midtown Atlanta. You know it. You're waking up to cold weather, but it's December. I think it's about time. It's Ashley Frasca. It's Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. Here with you until 9 o'clock. And then Dave Baker and the Home Fix-It show. A busy Saturday for sure. 404-872-0750. Happy holidays. Hope everything is going well for you and your family. And you have some fun plans with the kids this week. But don't get like me. Don't pack the calendar. I got lectured last night with uh, something to do every day. You know, sometimes you just need to slow down, give yourself time to relax, spend quality time with the people that you care about instead of uh, running around all over town. I'm getting ready to spend quality time with two very good friends that are here in the studio. That beats the heck out of having people on the phone. I love when Jeff Roth and Rafael Santiago come in studio, and it's all to help you guys. Good morning. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. How you doing? It looks very Christmassy in here. Like I totally Love f- it. fooled these guys because I was like, y'all, I got in at 2 a.m. and decorated the studio just for uh, y'all. And they're like, really? And I'm like, no, Eric no, Von did. Hessler's crew <laughs> totally did all of this. They had their like uh, Christmas show yesterday and they had guests in and out of the studio. And I mean, not to sound bad, but like Christmas literally threw up in this room. <laughs> and I love Christmas. I mean, it looks great, but it's a lot like every inch of the counter and the microphone stands yes. and yep. everything is covered uh, in light. So Jared and all of them did a fabulous job with that. But yeah, just for you guys. So it now it's great. Very yeah. festive. It uh, we'll definitely fantastic. get a picture of it because it's hard to believe. I walked in like walking around Christmas lights and tinsel trying to not step on anything. Uh, um, but yeah, so a week before Christmas, um, how is business? I mean, are things kind of slow? People aren't really thinking about their tree health right now or y'all are staying busy? Yeah, it's kind of slow right now. And that typically starts right around Thanksgiving. Um so hopefully uh, sometime mid-January things start getting back to normal, especially into February. Uh, there's just not much to do. Uh, you know, people are out shopping. and <laughs> Not holi- looking at their trees. <laughs> holiday parties, exactly. And we're having our Christmas party today. Yay! So yeah, so it should be fun. I'll be there. I'll be awesome. there in between yeah, that invite, and another. Invite it. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> um, and Jeff, off the air, we were talking about a convention that uh, you and the fellows just got back from in North Carolina. That sounds really cool for the industry. What was that all about? Yeah, it's uh, the Tree Trade Show, and it uh, it's usually up in the Northeast. And this year it was in North Carolina. And uh, every time they come to North Carolina, then I usually take uh, the majority of the staff. And we just, you know, get to learn more about safety and um uh, learn about different hazards in uh, uh, in, in the industry. Uh, new equipment, which That's is always fun. fun. And we got ourselves a new spider lift this year. So that makes two. Yeah, it makes two. Yeah, that's your so, second spider lift. Yeah, so uh, we're supposed to take possession of that, you know, within the next week or so. Merry and early Christmas to yes. you. <laughs> yes, yeah. so it gave it gives us another uh, 
uh, I think it's 18 feet of reach. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. And for those who don't know, if you're trying to picture what a spider lift looks like, I mean, it literally looks like a spider once you set it up. It's mm-hmm. pretty incredible. It's not a cherry picker. It's way more complicated than that. Yes. It goes, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it goes a little higher than just a cherry picker. So if you have a tree in the backyard and difficult access, the machine is very compact. So you, you're able to go in the back, and once you, once you set it up, it spreads its legs. That's why it makes it look like a spider. Yeah. And uh, you can do very hazardous trees, you know, dead trees, leaning, dangerous trees that a climber wouldn't be willing to go up in a tree. So what this is, is you kind of have the mentality of keeping the climber safe when you can actually use this equipment to do the job that otherwise a guy would be climbing that tree at that height. That's right. Um, it's a last resort to have to put a climber in a tree. We try to avoid that at okay. all costs and use machines. So, um, And our climber loves that too because he doesn't have to climb every single day all day long. Right. Yeah. And it's not only a safety uh, issue f- uh, or benefit to the climber; it's also, you know, to the property. You know, yeah. once once you when you're doing really dead trees, brittle, mm-hmm. uh, it could break at any moment. So, as opposed to having ropes and different uh, pressure points on a tree, you have a guy in a basket, much safer, taking smaller picks and uh, using ropes too to lower those branches, and uh, do everything in a much less safer manner. Well, and Jeff, Premier Tree Solutions is certainly known for a lot of things, but you and I have been working together now, has to be six or seven years, Mm -hmm. and I put you to the test right away, man. When you and I got to know each other, I was like, all right, my mom's got uh, a tree I want you to look at, and boy, you went out there into Woodstock six or seven years ago, and it was like behind a fence on the neighbor's property in the backyard, really tricky to get to, and you're like, well, this is what we do. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, it was a heck of a job, but you guys pride yourself in that. I mean, you're able to do low impact as far as the effect on someone's landscape, but get to those tricky trees that, like you said, Raphael, may be dangerous for someone to climb. Yeah, it was, uh, that was definitely a challenging tree. <laughs> and uh, I'll say- Sorry. There was, no, that's okay. I'll say there was a little bit of luck involved with that too. So uh, it was nice. We got it down. I don't think uh, the fence was damaged and the landscape or anything like that. It was perfect. Yeah, I got it out of there. Yeah, and mom is wanting to have you guys back. She said, oh, they're coming on t- like this Saturday? And yeah. I said, yeah. And she's like, I've got more trees for them. Ah. <laughs> so, all right, I'll talk to them. I'll talk to them. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, how do you, as you started developing this business, set yourself apart from others in that you take that challenge head on, you know the right techniques, you've got the right equipment, the right guys in place, to remove these more challenging trees that another tree company may look at and go, uh-uh, we, we can't risk doing that. Yeah, I try to uh, take the human element out of it and just uh, focus on safety and let the machines do the heavy lifting. And uh, it, it's, it's made such a difference in our company. And we actually work with other tree companies. They'll reach out to us uh, to do their hazardous work and where we can use the tree mech and or the spider lift to where right. it's just not safe. Uh, not only for the uh, the climber, uh, but for the property and the homeowner as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, the equipment is just, uh, it's remarkable in what it does. So when you go to a trade show, I know you don't go every year necessarily, but how often is it that all of this new stuff is introduced to the industry? I mean, is it pretty innovative and things are always changing? Well, no, not so much. I mean, the very first one I went to was about 10 years ago, and compared to uh, Going back 10 years and looking at it and looking at it now, yes, it's changed a lot. But over the last couple of years, not a whole lot of change. There may uh, be a few minor things here and there, but it's basically the same. 
And uh, Raphael, you as a certified arborist, you mentioned some safety classes and things that you went through that were offered at the trade show and the convention as well. But that's important for your certifications when you guys get to do those things. Oh, absolutely. It's a great way to uh, get the what we call the CEUs, continuing education. Uh, and they have so many different classes. They have professors from all over the country wow. and uh, really, really smart people out there trying to uh, pass on the education that they've had. People that have been in, in the business for 40 years and um, they're trying to keep on the tradition and uh, educate newcomers. It's science. I mean, science, science. is ever-evolving and ever-changing. Yeah. So once you've gone through school, you've become a certified arborist, and you've got the knowledge you have, it doesn't stop there. That's hence Definitely the need not. for the continuing education. Yeah, there's always education. an update. Exactly. There's always uh, updates in the industry. Uh, in science itself, there you have to continue to learn because things evolve, and uh, you, there's new discoveries, and you have to be on top of it. Now, when you talk about every year needing to up, you know, on CEUs and, and these certified continuing education credits and things like that, is it specific? Are you told which ones you need or are you able to kind of pick and choose which classes? You just have to have a certain number of credits. It doesn't mean it doesn't have to be about certain topics. It can be whatever you choose right. or whatever you're interested in. They have in. a great uh, variety of classes and you can pick and choose from it. What we usually do, right, Jeff, we have... Each one in our crew, they have their own responsibilities and, uh, and uh, their technical skills are directed to certain abilities. So some guys, they take specifically climbing classes or safety yeah. classes. I'm more focused on the PHC part of it, plant health care. So I do a lot of, a lot of soil classes, uh, plant disease classes, and things of that nature. Yeah, and the other guys, we just break up usually into groups and go to the class that fits them best. So Yeah. yeah. And it, you know, it really opens up their eyes. They, they hear me saying things. They hear Raphael saying things. And then when they go to these events or this, this trade show, their eyes open up mm -hmm. and they're like, wow, I had no idea. It's yeah. an incentive. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Y'all are like mom and dad. So they hear it from you and it's like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever. And then exactly. they hear some third party exactly. person say it and they're like, oh, okay. Oh, it is true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it uh, sinks in a little different. Nicely put. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, two of the guys just uh, came up to me or sent me, uh, sent me a text message after the show. So I said, wow, this really opened up my eyes. So it was a great investment. Yeah. yeah. And team Worth building it. too. I exactly. mean, you brought what, up to eight guys and it's just good to be together. Yeah. We had a great time. I think the last night we were going around the street. It was raining and we were on those little scooter bikes. Oh, or fun. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I've never <laughs> been on one and we're just flying all over North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. It was so much fun. I had a yeah. blast. So how many of those will you go to a year? I mean, is there one in the spring too that you're going to hit up probably? Uh, no, I mean, there's okay. a few others, but this is the big one. Mm -hmm. And so just that one. But this, you know, Raphael does other things here in Atlanta. They have classes for his CEUs. Yeah. So there's other things for him to do. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the University of Georgia Extension is so good about offering those. Mm -hmm. um, the Cooperative Extension over in Alabama, I've taken some of those. Mm -hmm. We sat through some of those lectures virtually, you know, yes. online. And for me, I didn't have to pay just because I'm a regular person. But to get the CEUs, those folks had to maybe pay $10 to sit through the course or whatever. Yeah, there's the Georgia Association of Arborists. You know, mm -hmm. they, they provide a lot of online classes as well, as, as much as uh, presidential classes, too. So I try to stay on top of it. Yeah. Sure. No, that's so important. So you've got experts here at your beck and call this morning. I want you to call with any of your tree questions as well. If you've got that tricky tree on your property that probably needs to be looked at and likely needs to be removed, I think your gut instinct may be right when you're worried about some of the, the safety of the trees on your property and the damage they could potentially do. And now's a good time to start thinking about that as well. We don't want the weight 
and the pressure of potential snow and ice to really start to make that kind of a wonky situation for you. So give us a call, 404-872-0750. Ashley Frasca here with you this morning with Jeff and Raphael from Premier Tree Solutions. ChopMyTree.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today it's going to be partly cloudy. It's going to be mostly cloudy as you wake up and start the day, but then some of the cloud cover will move away. No rain in the forecast today or tomorrow, but highs only topping out in the mid-40s. So the complete forecast comes up in less than 10 minutes. I've got Jeff Roth, owner of Premier Tree Solutions and certified arborist on staff, Rafael Santiago with me. We're talking about that cool tree care industry uh, expo that you guys were in in North Carolina but bringing it closer to home, yeah, this may be a slow time of year. Folks are just busy and they're out and about doing other things. But why is it right now, I, to either one of you, that it would be important to go out and really take a look at our trees? I mean, for homeowners to do that now is kind of crucial. Yes, it is. And uh, one of the benefits of uh, doing some uh, tree res- assessment in aerial property right now is that you can see better. You know, the leaves are not in the way, and uh, unless you have a lot of pine trees and evergreens in your property. But even so, I mean, if you have some more hardwoods, uh, deciduous trees, uh, you should be able to see better the trunk formation, the branch union. If there are any defects on your branches, uh, cracks or bending trees, leaning trees that sometimes are masked by other trees during the summer. When does a leaning tree become a concern? Because, I mean, you don't really notice month to month if, if the lean changes necessarily. But if you look at it and you're kind of like, oh, that tree's always kind of leaned that way. Is that something to be concerned about? That's a very good question. And I try to educate our clients based on the simple fact that if the tree is leaning and it's looking for sunlight, that first of all, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Trees do that. Now you go back behind the tree and you look down, you look on the ground. And if you see the soil kind of giving away, if oh. you see the roots kind of coming up, mm-hmm off the soil, that's a that's a huge concern. That's a red flag. So that's the, the crucial point there. If you see the tree uprooting and leaning, then you have to do something about it. Okay, very good point. So first you're looking up, and then you really need to look down and exactly. see what that root system's doing. Yes. Yeah, because the backside will kind of heave up a little bit, and yeah. then the opposite side will start to compress. They, it sinks. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. So like Jeff, like you were saying, when, when all the leaves are off of the trees, folks are kind of looking for defects as Raphael called them but what what else are we really looking for what can we see uh when it comes to like pine trees if there's uh, no needles on the tree oh. or that uh, the needles are brown uh or if there's bark coming off the tree that's a good sign that the tree's in decline mm-hmm. so if there's just a large swath of the trunk where the bark is missing what is that indicative of because I, I have a few in my backyard that kind of look like that but I was just assuming maybe a woodpecker you know took the bark off and it was knocking it off but if it's a large spot yes well and thanks for saying large it has to be a significant amount sometimes there's some missing bark here and there and people mistake it for other you know diseases and and, and the problems which is really not the case uh, for pine trees it, it varies from species to species so for pine trees it's very common for you to see cankers oh. And as you know, you know, cankers are, you know, it's a, it's a, actually it's a mix of bacteria and fungus. There's a party going on in there, and it's hard <laughs> to contain. You know, it's a, it spreads and it grows. And most pine trees, they do well with it until they don't. Uh, when I say that, I mean it takes some time for a pine tree to succumb to a canker, and uh, it's a potential breaking point too. So if you have strong winds coming through your property, 
in that particular day. And there is a there is a canker, a pretty nasty canker, taking half of the the trunk there. It definitely compromises the the physical structure of it. That's so it's, literally where the trunk could snap. Yes, exactly. Wow. More Ooh. likely. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily there, but it definitely makes it weaker. So it's good for you to, you know, keep an eye on it, and especially in the winter when you can see it better. Yeah. Well, when we come back, I definitely want to ask you guys about losing limbs, too. Um, I know some of that is normal just as we shed our hair. Trees will shed limbs, but when is too much, too much? Plus, we have questions about being able to afford to take a giant tree out. Are there other options? And just lots of moss on the trees, what that might be indicative of. We'll uh, shoot that one right at Raphael when we come back. 404-872-0750. It's Green and Growing. Good morning. Thanks for being here on WSB. with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Oh, it goes so fast. Halfway through the show, and I'm really glad to be joined in studio with my guests today, Jeff Roth and Rafael Santiago of Premier Tree Solutions. You hear my commercials for them, chopmytree.com. It's that simple, chopmytree.com. And uh, check out their coverage area, the service area, most of Metro Atlanta, Jeff. I mean, you got our listening area covered pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah everything down past the airport into uh, Palmetto, Peachtree City, mm-hmm. all the way up to like Dawsonville. Yeah, and Raphael, that's a lot of driving for you, but you meet <laughs> great customers. Yes, it, it is definitely a lot of driving. I do meet great customers, so it's all worth it yeah. for sure. Now, so when I have you come out to my house... I've I've called the office and I've talked to the ladies in the office and we've set up an appointment and I want you to come out and give me an assessment. What I'm really looking to have done is a you're telling me the health of the tree before you know you're you're more or less just quelling my fears like yep indeed this is an unhealthy tree but really the strategy for removal or pruning or whatever is going to be required to make that landscape a little more safe. Uh, that's correct, and uh, it, I play a little game with myself when I get to a property. <laughs> I try to identify what the problem is. I try. I, I start looking, and I'm sure you do that too, Jeff. I pull oh, yeah. up in the driveway, start looking up. Yeah. Yep. Okay, let's see what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time the client tells me what the what the reason why I'm there, sometimes it's not really what I'm thinking, and uh, I find I f- end up finding that there's a dead tree or a dead branch hanging over the chimney, and uh, you know it's something that we can address when I'm there. Yeah. And I can help him with it. Yeah. Now, even though you are a certified arborist, like this isn't something that we're just, oh, I want to visit with Raphael and and give him tea and cookies and just have him like look at all my trees. Like the point of you coming out to look at the tree health is really maybe going to end up in removal or pruning or I mean, you even have treatments. You have treatments for trees that are maybe in decline but can still be saved. And that's something only a certified arborist can do. That's right. It's sometimes I get to a uh, when I get to a property and the problem is a disease or some type of uh, insect infestation, depending on the stage. Obviously, not all trees are solvable, unfortunately. Uh, there are options to save the tree as opposed to removing it. And, uh, you know, that 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 goes easier in the client's pockets too, because you know a, a treatment is a lot, sometimes a lot cheaper than a removal. So uh, there are options. 
And we'll definitely, uh, well, I say we, I will definitely have you guys back before spring, once more before spring, because that's when we really need to start having that conversation and reminding folks about there, there's a very small window for you when you're doing injectables and trees and treating for things. And it was really interesting. One of the last times you were here, kind of like a, a hormone growth regulator type thing that stops them from dropping the sweet gums. And people were like, no way, there's a chemical that can do that. Yep. So we'll have you on one more time before that starts so people can start making those appointments. Yeah, because you only out. got you only have about two weeks to do yeah, it. Yeah, right? it's usually the first 15 days of March. It, it varies from species, but, but in general, it's the first 15 days of March where it's just before the, the fruits start to bud out, the, mm-hmm. the plants start to, the flowers start to bud out and become uh, seeds. Yeah. So That's when you apply the, the chemical into the tree. So folks will definitely want to get on your calendar for that. So yep. you all stay tuned. 404-872-0750. Out to the phones we go. Jennifer and Marietta is up first. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank Good morning. you for having me. Yeah, you've got a great question for these guys. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Probably not one they expected today. Um, so I have a ginormous, because I don't know how to tell in feet how many how tall this is, <laughs> but it's a pine tree that splits or divides um, way up, and then those two sections split and divide again. And this tree also leans away from my house, but the base of it is about 10 feet from my foundation. Um, I've had it looked at by a couple of specialists, and they say it's healthy. It just leans. Don't worry about it. But me and some of my neighbors are worried about it. Um, but I've also had it looked at to be taken down, and it's going to be upwards of ten or $12,000. And it's a pine, you said? It's a pine, yeah. Wow. Okay, so, so there's a couple of things that work here then from what I understand, Jennifer. Like, A, you know, you're worried about the lean, but the health of the tree may not be a concern. But then the cost of if you were to remove that healthy or not, how to get it out of there. Correct. Okay. So, and should I worry about it or should I take the advice of the arborist that said, you know what, it's healthy, it'll fall one day and it's not going to hit your neighbor's house, so don't worry about it. But I still lose sleep over it because the foundation, I don't know if the tree roots will pull up the corner of my foundation being that close and so, just how big it is. It's yeah. a frightening tree. So that's all, I mean, she she hit every angle of that, yeah. Raphael, as far as like the concerns of, you yeah, know, Yeah, and she's back made a lot of good face. points. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the tree is not leaning towards the house, if the tree does come to fail and it uproots, yes, there's going to be a good amount of the root system coming out, and it's definitely going to do some damage to the foundation. Because all that soil right now is compact. <laughs> it's where it should yep. be. But you pull out a huge root ball yep. that close to the foundation of your home. That's a lot of unsettling. Yep, yep. So just based on the numbers you just presented to us, ten, twelve thousand $12,000, I can tell that is indeed a very, very large tree. And uh, there's definitely not a place for anybody to fell it, drop it whole on the ground. Because if there was, it wouldn't be that number. So uh, it's, it sounds like a complicated uh, removal. You, want, you have something to say, Jeff? Well, I was going to say, <clears throat> yeah, it does sound like a big tree. And, um, and I'd be interested to see it. Number mm-hmm. one, and to see if we can get the tree mech to it, because if we can get the tree mech to it, I can. Uh, uh, I would think that it would cost a little bit less than that. Now, 
we'd obviously want to go out there, take a look and assess it. And believe it or not, I've seen trees in storm uh, during storm work where they've uprooted and they've been five, maybe 10 feet from the house. And they literally just leaned against the house and dented the, gov- uh, the, the, the gutter because mm. um, the tree didn't have that far to travel. Mm. Uh, to do ma- major damage, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'd but love that's to in take... case that the tree does fall towards the house. That's right, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah. I would, I would love to see this tree. But yeah. something that that you've got going for you uh, at Premier Tree Solutions that the other companies may not have. You just mentioned the tree mech, but it's a cost savings to the customer. Maybe not always, but in most cases, that's why you use that equipment, Jeff, is to to get in there and you're not having to pay labor a climber and all of that when the equipment can kind of do it for you so that may be a whole different price structure if you're able to use equipment uh absolutely because if the tree is leaning over the house if i understood correctly then those branches a lot of times have nowhere to go but down which would be over the roof but with the tree mat crane grapple saw you can go up area and you can grab that limb and cut that limb and bring it down to the ground safely and you just pick apart the tree without a climber without any ropes and Raphael, you mentioned something else too that I hadn't thought of. Felling a tree just flat out, y'all have space to where it's just going to go straight down, and, and you use your geometry, you know, what angle to drop it at. Mm-hmm. That probably is a lot cheaper than one that you can't fell and you have to go up there and cut it down piece oh, definitely, by piece. Yeah. At that point, it's just a cleanup job. You right. drop it in a yeah. bucket and then you clean it up. That's, that's the easiest way for you to remove a tree. Unfortunately, in, in most cases, that's not what, where we get our calls Yeah, we from. may do that once a month. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got to be the perfect situation exactly. where there's a clear path for it to fall. Now, what if it's going to fall on other little tiny trees that are, you know, the caliper is so small, it's Then not we matter. don't do it. If, oh, okay. if, it, if we're going to damage other trees in a way, then we have a climber go up or we use the tree mac to cherry pick a branch or two, clear the way, and then we drop the rest. Yeah. We make sure we don't damage anything around it. So, Jennifer, that to, to Jeff's point, uh, to really be able to see that tree, it would worth it would be worth having them come out and give an assessment. So what I've done is I've uh, typed their number, Anne, at the bottom of the screen for you to give to Jennifer uh, to have her reach out to the guys on Monday. And for all of you, uh, if you don't want to go to ChopMyTree.com, the office number there, 404-252-6448, 6448 to get in touch with Jeff and Raphael. So that may be worth a look. Um, when you're talking about pricing out a job, though, there are different little nuances and ways for people to save money. If budget's an issue, it's not like you're just going to give an estimate and be like, well, hard and fast, you know, it's $12,500. Like, what what ways would I be able to save money if you're maybe not taking the pieces away from my property? Or, I mean, what? how can I save money? Yeah, th- there are definitely options. It all depends on the, the size of property you have or the, the if you have a natural area where we can uh, leave some of the debris behind if there's no access. So um, the number one variable other than size of a tree, I think, would be access to it. Yeah, without a doubt. If, uh, if we can bring any of our machinery to the tree, then it makes our life easier, which translates to a much better price to you. So, and in some cases, there's no access. You know, you got to pull in a way and so much hardscape and landscape, but the gate's too small. There's just no way to get to the back. So we offer options to, uh, sometimes we take the canopy out. We take the, all of the, the, the branches of what makes volume. We hand carry things out, which is labor intensive, but we do it. Um, and we leave the trunk. We chop it up and leave the trunk in a natural, if you have a natural area. Mm-hmm. So there are so many variables. Sometimes the clients don't like that option. Say, hand carry, 
everything out. So we yeah. have to cut everything, cookies, and put in. We try to avoid those jobs because it, it is hard, hard working, um, and uh, very intense on our guys. So we try to stay away from that. But sometimes it's the only option. Yeah. So and that unfortunately translates to a much higher price. Well, and that is something that you discuss with the customer too. Like oh, sure. if they're looking out into a natural area, if they're going to see large pieces of trunk, is that going to bother them, or is it is it fine to leave it because that's going to save them money? There's the visual effect to it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, a lot of times it's it you you see it laying back there in the back and it's no big deal. And then there's sometimes like, I just don't want to look at this anymore. Mm-hmm. So I have been called back uh, on a couple of occasions to say, you know, we decided we don't want it in the backyard <laughs> yeah. to stare at it for 20 years. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's going to break down. But right. you may have the resourceful folks that are like, oh, I'll get out there with an axe and turn it into firewood eventually. But, yep. you know, that's on their time. So. Yeah, I've been there too, where they've <laughs> wanted to keep the wood and I'll come back a couple of years later and there's mushrooms growing out of the wood that yeah. I left there. Oh, so, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll use it for firewood. Yeah. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah, you got to get to it in a somewhat timely manner for yeah. sure. Well, uh, Jennifer, thanks for the call and good luck. Reach out to Premier Tree Solutions. Uh, up after the break, we'll talk to Billy uh, a question about the health of his tree, what moss is indicative of. When we come back, stay tuned. You're listening to 95.5 WSP. Good morning. Waking up chilly, 43 degrees right now, and we're looking at partly cloudy skies for the rest of your afternoon. The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Here with Premier Tree Solutions, chopmytree.com, 404-872-0750 if you want to call. And that's exactly what Billy did. Billy calling from Jackson, Georgia. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Morning. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. What you got? I have a lot of moss on... a lot of my uh, trees. Um, I think my trees are overcrowded, but I don't know. Um, are we a lot talking of loss of limbs? Are we talking hardwoods too? The moss is grown on hardwoods. Yes, ma'am. A lot of hard, mostly hardwoods mm-hmm. is in my yard, and um, like I said, it's just it's almost like taking over the trees. And we're talking green moss. We're not talking the silvery stuff, right? Right. Yes, ma'am. It is green moss. And a lot of times when I pick the limbs up, it'll have this like mushy, gushy stuff on the limbs that's slimy like. Yeah. All right. So Raphael need to be concerned or no? Um, it's, it sounds like you're in an area where there's a lot of moisture. And uh, it, it, are you by any chance in a rural part of uh, town and uh, there's a lot of natural area and trees and stuff? Yeah, I'm outside of town. I'm out in the country, and I kind of do live down in a hole where the the ground stays real moist. Yeah, there you um, go. It, yeah, and uh, it's it's in in most cases in my in my experience, it's no reason to concern really. The, 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 there's a lot of moisture, and you have uh, moss. You have I'm sure you have a lot of lichens up in your tree trunks and the branches and stuff. Uh, it's uh, I was just discussing with Ashley here. It's uh, it's a sign of a pretty good pure oxygen uh, atmosphere that you have there's an overload of oxygen and that you only get moss and lichens in natural areas you don't see that in trees in downtown atlanta for instance <laughs> so right. that's a good okay. sign good deal yeah so i wouldn't All worry right. too much about it yeah and luckily you know that's why i asked green or silver because the moss is green as we know the silver and white kind of bluish even is lichens 
But either way, they're not parasitic. They're, they're not, not taking anything from the tree. They're benign beings. They're not. They're not there to to suck the nutrients out of it. It's they have a symbiotic symbiotic relationship, which means you know they benefit one another. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's really refreshing though to hear. <laughs> Once you get out of the city with the smog and whatever it is we deal with, like that there's oxygen in the area that can help those things thrive. That's right. I live out in the country and I see uh, I see that on trees. So yeah. yeah. No need to be concerned. And now yeah. something I did see the other day, Raphael, we've got about a minute here. Um, now that the leaves are off the trees, the taller trees, mistletoe. I mean, that is yeah. the big green kind of wad, leafy wad that's in a tree. Um, is that going to hurt anything? It does. Oh, no. It does. That's yeah. And uh, once you see one mistletoe, it's only a matter of time until you start seeing all over the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a parasite, uh, which means, you know, it's inside the tree. It's not by, if you remove the mistletoe, you're not doing anything. It's going to grow back in a different spot. So uh, the best uh, management practice is there. Once you see a mistletoe in one branch, you cut that one branch off. Oh. Cut the entire branch. Okay. And hope for the best. Yeah. That it's not on other branches. That's what I would have thought. I would have been like, oh, I'll just get up there and cut it down and use it as a Christmas decoration. And you can easily (laughs) uh, identify it this time of year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the only green thing in the tree. That's right. Yeah. It's funny. Mistletoe. Mistletoes turn hardwood sometimes into evergreens because there's so much of oh, it. Yeah. yeah, it looks like it's an evergreen. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, that oak tree hadn't lost its leaves yet. Like yeah, exactly. If you're looking way up there, it's yeah. like, no, that's mistletoe. Uh, yep. Well, Billy, thanks for that. So nothing but good news for you out in Jackson, Georgia. Healthy air, clean air, so that's really good for the trees. Uh, 404-872-0750, taking your questions about tree removal, tree pruning, and tree health with the gentleman at Premier Tree Solutions. We'll be back. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.